Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This week in Retronauts, a tortured genealogy. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Dennis Dyack's favorite podcast, Retronauts, coming to you live from San Francisco. I know you're out there. (laughs) Listening, stalking, okay. We're sending our love down the well. (laughs) Down the well. (laughs) It's a Simpsons reference. Yeah. Okay, anyway, hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy Parrish, and this week we got the band back together. It's the original trio. Hooray! It's me and... I am Bob Mackey, otherwise known as Bob World 4 Mackey... Boy five, I don't even understand. And and Ray Barnholm, and it was all about the music, man. <laughs> and Not Ray that. Ray is here because he understands Wonder Boy and Adventure Island, and that's what we're talking about sort today. Of. Torture genealogy puts it lightly. Yeah, he understands it better than anyone else that I know. So Ray is here to walk us through, to navvy us through this this um, this hour and yeah. a half of of confusion and. Uh, suffering. I mean, I, I probably should say at the beginning, like the Wonder Boy series or franchise or whatever, it is really just one of the most, like you said, tortured gaming genealogies ever. I mean, uh, even there's close second to like Bubble Bobble, perhaps, uh, and some other stuff that maybe I'll mention later. But yeah, this is like the one that is like so, there's so many layers. It's not just renumbering, but renaming, and, retitling, uh, rejiggering. It's everything. Somehow JJ and Jeff is a distant cousin to, uh, to Wonder Boy. Uh, According to some people. Well, yeah, we can make the argument. Okay. We'll, <laughs> That's we'll why I'm here. Are, we'll are, we, are we throwing Bonk in there as well? Uh, it's part of the lar- the larger uh, Cave Mania f- uh, fad that we, we've covered quite a few times. I, and this this yeah, has to fit Joe into Mac, it. Yeah. yeah, Joe and Mac, uh, Bonk, this... Uh, Mario World, like any, anything that's tropical with dinosaurs was huge in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. I don't know why. It was, you know, the Kokomo effect. The, the Beach Boys <laughs> came back and everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's where I want to be. Relaxing on the sands on a non-existent island with yes. a coconut in hand. Yeah. This this really yeah this this is a series that that kind of is about that but depending on which games you look at because uh-huh. if you look at some of the games they stop being about tropical islands pretty quickly but then others don't yeah it's hard to understand so hi everyone this is the Wonder Boy Adventure Island episode and it's probably going to leave you very dazed and confused but that's okay we'll try our best try our best so once upon a time there was a company called wait wait. Westone. That's right. Definitively, it, it's Definitively. Westone. Definitively. No. I, I looked this up. I, I checked up, checked out the Japanese Wikipedia page. It is pronounced Weststone. There's there's confusion over it's West One or Weststone. 
I, I think it's just nerds second guessing themselves. <laughs> Maybe. I always I thought it was Westone it. just like yeah. because that's what it looks like to me in yeah. English. But then I remember someone was like, no, no, it's West 1. The important thing is someone. I was someone... like, oh, no, maybe that's right. <laughs> you need a second source. Also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, the name Westone comes from the founders' names, their family names, Nishi and Ishii. And because I think Nishi Ishii would sound kind of uh, goofy like an automatopoeia from anime or something, uh, like a, ma- a manga sound effect splashed across the yes. page, they decided to to anglicize the their last names and create a company compound name. So it is West Stone because Nishi means West and Ishii means stone or rock. So there you go. A little bit of trivia. Anyway, West Stone made a game called Wonder Boy. Mm-hmm. And that's where our story begins. So um, Wonder Boy originally launched in the arcades in, what, 1986? Uh, I, it was I didn't actually put dates on here for some reason. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 1986. So it was part yeah. of the whole um, kind of post-Ghost and Goblins, post-Super Mario Brothers platformer explosion. It was one of the first games to really come along in that that kind of immediately after Super Mario Brothers. And really the first, I think, kind of come close to hitting the same quality as Super Mario Brothers. It offered a slightly different take on things. There were some things about it that were worse than Mario, some sure. things that were better, but it was a really strong, uh, really strong atta- attempt, uh, a really strong take on on that platformer concept. Um, and, you know, there is still a bit of the uh, the ghost and goblins about it because the, the protagonist, oh, yeah. Wonder Boy, has his, like, limited jump arcs. He doesn't have the fluidity and uh, player control and motion that Mario offered. And that was, I think, one of the things that made Mario so accessible was that you didn't have to really be an exact, exacting player. There was a room for some some give and take, and, and you know, a little bit of a little bit of uh, freedom in there to kind of screw up a little bit and correct yourself in, in midair. Whereas Wonder Boy was a more yeah. precise, demanding platformer. Yeah, for sure. But it was all, and it was also like you know, born in the arcade, so it's also different from Mario in that it's they seem to like intentionally just make it extremely linear. Mm. Yeah. Uh, every stage is like a strip, basically. There's yeah. also the, the implicit timer, like the hunger meter or whatever, which would go away from um would go away from Monster <laughs> World, but would retain let's not yeah. even yeah. Oh don't, man, my, my brain don't, is don't problems. start yet, Bob. Okay. Yeah, don't start. I'm just saying like the, the no, timer is an important yeah, part. We'll of, we'll get to yeah, all the we'll confusing stuff later. Right here, right now I'll be here to hold your hand. Right now we're looking at Wonder Boy. Yeah that's it's, it's simple. It's straightforward. But like, that timer is important though. It is important. We should talk about the timer. Okay. But what I'm saying I'm is that Wonder on. Boy <laughs> itself, like let's not get let's not get distracted by all the ephemera and all the the distracting clutter. Um, let's just focus on Wonder Boy itself because, like I said, that's it's a very simple, intuitive game. Um, it's challenging. Uh, like like Ray said, it was an, a, an arcade game, so it was meant to be challenging. Like it's you know you're, it's a quarter, a quarter gobbler, um, but it it very I think conspicuously models itself after Super Mario Brothers in terms of its structure. It has uh, initially seven, but there's actually eight worlds, Mm -hmm. and each of those is broken into four stages. And at the end of each fourth stage, you know, each world, you fight a boss who is basically the same boss, but with some kind of like weird fake-out difference, kind of like when you shoot Bowser with fireballs in Super Mario Brothers. It's always like some enemy masquerading as Bowser until the very final Bowser. Yeah, yeah. And Except, this is kind of the same thing. <laughs> it's a lot more grisly, though, because you literally cut their heads off, right? 
And it's like, like a you knock him off like a rocket soccer robot. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, the body still is like moving around. I, okay. Yeah, I um, I don't know exactly what that's supposed to be. I did some reading on this, and a few sources say it's it's like masks I that see. the boss wears. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, but it yeah, could I, be a crane thing. Maybe there's a little <laughs> guy in there. Could be like a bio suit. Um, yeah, it's a bunch of snails stacked on top of each other. <laughs> hmm. Snail stacks. Okay. Uh, yeah. So so the um. You. You totally lost me there with the snail stacks. Damn it. Uh, well, it was a Master System game, so snails were everything. Well, it was system. it was many it was many things. It was it was, it was on many systems. Um, it started in the arcade and uh, kind of became associated with Sega. And I'm not sure exactly why. Was it a Sega property originally? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean distributed by them. So. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's where you get into the whole like Adventure Island spinoff and everything yeah, like exactly. that. But. Um, yeah, so it was a Sega property, uh, published, manufactured, distributed by Sega, yeah. developed by Westone for yeah. Sega. And I do like the Ghosts and Goblins comparison because, you know, I don't really think about that too much. But you're kind of right is that, you know, you do have – in terms of the gameplay, it's like, yeah, you have a very sensitive hero who, who can right. get bumped and killed very easily. But also has like certain upgrades like the skateboard, for example, mm-hmm. is like almost like, uh, not only a fun way to, to, to move around the levels but also like another uh, layer of what you might call armor. Yeah, and and Wonder Boy's weapons work. Yeah, and the weapons like, are. I mean, they're they're pretty much identical to Arthur's weapons yeah. and the, the arc that they pers- they, yeah, they follow exactly. and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, I think people tend to look at Wonder Boy as Adventure Island because it's more more familiar, at least to Americans, as Adventure Island because mm-hmm. it was more successful, better selling that way, and say, oh well, you know, Nintendo platformer. Eight four, you know, structure. It's clearly based after Mario, and and that is true to a degree. But you know, there were basically three great platform action games before Wonder Boy. There was Pac Land, there was Ghost and Goblins, and there were Super Mario Brothers. Right. And I don't see a lot of Pac Land in this. Mm-hmm. Maybe no, like grabbing so fruit. I don't know. Uh, but it's yeah. colorful. Yeah, it's it colorful. Um, I read an interview, but with it's, the... it's much more. It's much more like a, a hybrid of Ghost and Goblins and Super Mario Brothers, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, that's fair. There's a good interview with the creator on Hardcore Gaming 101 where we get a lot of our research from, and um, <laughs> I'm not saying that as a negative thing. They're, they're great. They're no. they're amazing and they're friends. But um, apparently, Mon- uh, Wonder Boy was meant to be an auto-scrolling game, and the skateboard is a remnant of that. But I guess the creator thought an auto-scrolling game, uh, at least the way he designed it, was too hard. So that, mm-hmm. that at least it still exists in some way in the game. Yeah, I mean, if that were the case, it would be more along the lines of like a uh, Moon Patrol or something, um, or mo- uh, what was it? Metro Cross, oh, uh, like yeah. a crazy hardcore platformer auto-scroller. But I'm I'm glad they they broke away from that. I mean, you know, all these games kind of went through various iterations Mm -hmm. despite their incredibly short development cycles. Like Mario was originally going to carry a gun in Mm -hmm. Super Mario Brothers, Mm -hmm. but they decided not to do that. Um, (laughs) But, you know, oh, man, because of that timer, though, the uh, the fruit energy timer, it's like you almost have to play it like it's an Yeah, you do. I mean, it's, it's it's definitely a game that... Encourages you, encourages you to play hastily. Yeah, um, and we've mentioned this a few times, but basically, um, the I think kind of the one of the biggest differences between this and Super Mario Brothers is that the uh, the things you're collecting along the way on route, you're not gathering coins for points and for one ups. What you're gathering are fruits, and those build your stamina. You have a stamina meter at the top of the screen. It's almost like a health meter, but it just ticks down over time. And it goes pretty quickly. And every time you grab a fruit, that restores one or multiple points of stamina, depending on the kind of fruit you get. That's right. Like pineapples are really potent, right? I'm Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm not too uh, 
uh, down. I mean, I'm not too knowledgeable on that. Yeah, I don't know the fruit hierarchy. <laughs> I know I, the I eggplants are bad. Well, are eggplants only at Adventure Island? Am I mixing these up? Uh, yeah. The evil eggplants, yeah. It's like a different... It's like I, a devil or something in Wonder Boy? Or yeah, yeah, it does the same thing. That just sort of curses you, hovers around you, and then sucks your energy faster for a minimum. What the hell is up with eggplants in video games? Here, I did some digging <laughs> on this. And uh, yes. apparently in Nintendo games like Wrecking Crew and uh, Kid Icarus... It was put in because one of the guys on the staff really liked eggplants. Okay. Uh, and that explains that. But then I read somewhere else that eggplants have sort of the connotation that Brussels sprouts used to in America, where it was like the yucky, the yucky vegetable yeah. that you didn't want to eat if you were a kid. Uh, but, but now I guess Brussels sprouts have, have come back and they're this hipster delicacy now. You can shave them. Oh, really? Yeah. Are they, are they fuzzy? Yeah, they, no. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder no one liked them. But yeah, that that might explain eggplants. Uh, if you're out there, no, let us know because it's the mystery of uh, Japanese eggplant fear. Right. So anyway, um, yeah, because the the stamina meter ticks down so quickly, um, you really have to play aggressively in order to avoid running out of stamina before the stage ends or before your health runs down. What am I saying? Um, anyway, yeah, you have to you have to like really, really run quickly, and you have to take a lot of risks to collect the the power ups, which I think is interesting because. You know, in, in a lot of platformers like Mario, you see coins in kind of weird out-of-the-way places, and you're like, I don't really need to go for those. Yeah. Like, it's really risky, and it's going to get me 1% of a 1-up, so yeah. is that worth it? But in Wonder Boy, you see you see fruit in a risky place, and you're like, I probably need that because yeah. I've only got three points of stamina, and mm-hmm. I might die getting this, but I'm going to die if I don't. Yeah. So the We're risk not reward three, is just like <laughs> less than half. Yeah, the the risk reward is is um, I think sharper in this game and uh, really lends to the sense of challenge. Um, yeah. So let's see, what are some other interesting tidbits about this game? Uh, oh yeah, it, it has kind of like the ratchet scrolling of Super Mario Brothers, where you go forward and then you can't go backward. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That that's something that's something that kind of was retained throughout some of the games, even like years later. You would you would maybe be able to go back a little bit, but not too far. Mm-hmm. Although again, because of the stamina drain, you don't necessarily want to spend a lot of time backtracking. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes you no you know, point. you're you're in such a hurry that you miss something. The power ups are all are mostly kept in eggs yeah. that are laying along the ground. Some of them are hidden, some of them pop out, like and you run past them and you're like, oh crap, and you want to go back and get them, but you right. can't. So like you, you can you can hit the weapon and it'll like bonk against an invisible space and then you jump on that space and then mm-hmm. an egg pops up and there's your special bonus or whatever. Yeah, I mean it definitely does that sort of mid eighties like, oh, there's all sorts of hidden invisible stuff. Yeah. And it's a game that really rewards exploration of the the very limited space that you're able to play in and rewards repeated play and mastery. Uh-huh. It's it's very much kind of your your sort of um a platonic ideal of the arcade platformer yes. in a lot of ways. There's, there's also a bit of realism thrown in in that uh, Boy or Tom Tom or Bach or whatever the heck his name is, he can trip over rocks, which won't right. kill him. It'll remove stamina, but potentially throw him into an obstacle, and it'll yeah. get rid of your skateboard. So Yeah, boulders that roll down the hill will kill you, but just rocks sitting in the middle of your way will not kill you. They'll yeah. just trip you up. Which is like the opposite. is like ghosts and goblins in the opposite direction because – Arthur can get knocked back and also fall and get hit before he lands, for example. And so same sort of thing here, just in the other direction. So, yeah, you're, you're running through eight tropical islands, seven tropical islands, whatever. And um, each one has kind of its – not necessarily its own theme. Like it's always pretty tropical. But I do feel like the, uh, the settings, the, the environments change up more than in, in previous games before that. Um, you know, Ghost and Goblins, you had like – four or five different stages, and that stage had its own theme, and that was pretty much set. 
But Mario, it's pretty much like overworld, underworld, mushroom platforms, water, bridge, castle. That's, yeah. that's about it. There wasn't a lot of super variety to Super Mario Brothers, but this game uh, definitely has more diverse environments and I think some pretty interesting changes up in the the platform challenges. There's, you know, the, the, the spring stages where you're just like getting yeah. around on springs, which is really tough because yeah. of the jump physics. Um, like before that, you're all, you're already contending with like the uh, floating platforms moving up and down or left and right a lot. And then, yep. then they introduce springs, which don't move but are still very hard to navigate. Yes. They're, they're as annoying. You mentioned Pac-Land. I think they're as annoying as the springs in Pac-Land, which that's when I just stopped playing Pac-Land. I, they're more manageable in <laughs> yeah. Wonder Boy and Adventure Island, but still they're just like a little little off. Mm-hmm. It, they're not, they're not, they don't work the way they should. Springs are definitely part of that 80s platformer toolkit. They weren't even like, that great in Mario Brothers, yeah, to be honest. Super Mario's platform springs always frustrate me because I can never get the timing right and then in in lost levels they make it worse yeah <laughs> god the super springs yeah i i in super mario maker I, I made a stage that had a lot of springs in it and uh-huh. then play tested it and immediately said no that's mm-hmm. a terrible idea <laughs> i'll never do this again um yeah but but then you know within those stages those stages you also have some minor physics variations uh, it actually has slippery slippery ice floors which is something that I don't know what game that was first introduced in, but yeah, it yeah. was it was pretty new at this point. Um, I remember, you know, people playing Super Mario Brothers back in the day and talking about, I think, World 6-3, where it's all gray, and talking about the ice world, and I was mm. like, an ice world in Mario? Yeah. No, Super Mario Brothers 2 has ice world. It's a bit frosty, I wouldn't call it ice. It's, yeah, it's, it's but, not quite a platformer, but I was going to say maybe Ice Climber. Uh, had the slippery the slippery mechanics on yeah. the uh, on the ground at least, and that was maybe eighty three or eighty four. Does it, man? That's valid. Yeah. That was that was actually nineteen eighty five. Okay, early eighty five. That plus but the bad jumping makes that another no. Yeah, for like me. the the yeah, slipperiness yeah. of the jumping is enough to make me not want to play yeah. that. Yeah, you clip through like corners of platforms. It's bad, but, but here, I, yeah, yeah, it's it's Wonder Boy has more of the traditional like modern style post Mario uh, jump and slipping physics. So. You know, there's like low friction on the the ice floors. So if you can actually make it that far into the game, which is not necessarily easy because it's really tough, um, you'll you'll start to see these things. And um, so it has a pretty a pretty good array of uh, of ideas and challenges and enemies uh, throughout the game. Most enemies aren't that difficult; like they tend to just kind of sit there. But because you're moving at such a brisk pace, that's enough to make them difficult. And then you have yeah. you know like the frogs that take two hits and they'll jump at you, so you have to take them out yeah. really quickly. There's that in the oct- the octopi with uh, color variations, and uh, yeah, they'll move differently mm-hmm. or depending on how close you get or whatever, so yeah. Yeah, and um, by default, Wonder Boy does not have a weapon. Like, you can actually play the game just running and jumping yep. and yep. Uh, not attacking enemies, but there are different weapons you can pick up, the stone axe, the fireballs. Um, of course, the skateboard makes you invincible. There's a fairy named Not Super Invincible. Well, okay, gives you it, it gives you yeah. It's like Sonic's <laughs> rings, yes. but um, it makes you move as fast as Sonic, and it lets you absorb a hit. Yes. Uh, but the the fairy Honey does uh, make you invincible. So if you can find her, then she'll fly around behind you. And um, wait, is Honey in just an Adventure Island or what's? Well, given a name in Adventure Island. Okay, <laughs> so it's not the bee. The bee was a continue. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh man, I'm I just like I, I did a bunch of research on this and already like we're the details already are confused. Yeah, getting all fuzzy. the sprites are switched out and all this oh, stuff. Man, if, man. You're, if you're new to Wonder Boy, we're keep just, in mind there are like five variants of every game almost until the end. Just getting started. Yeah. Okay. 
But, so, but, so yeah, I would say the like the faster, looser control of of uh, Wonder Boy, kind of you know, this being a Sega game, sort of predicted yeah. the Mario Sonic dichotomy like five yeah. years in advance. Mm. I mean, I love Wonder Boy's run cycle, which is just like Flintstones ish. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's kind of yeah. stomping his feet as he yeah. runs. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I think this game dropped the ball on, and I I generally like Wonder Boy slash Monster World music. I think it's very peppy. I like the tropical stuff. I like the more fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is the all basically most of the music you'll hear in in Wonder Boy One is this, and this is the Master System version. <laughs> the arcade music is identical, and it's and this is it. So this is the music you hear throughout uh, generally most of the game, and it's basically a four-second loop. And if you're waiting for, like, a melody or something else, (laughs) you're going to be waiting a long time because it it basically never happens. Can we just play this through the rest of the podcast? Uh, it sounds like a bad cell phone ringtone like it's going off somewhere. Well, it's the same as Zevius, you know? I mean, there's part of that that's just like, yeah, it's annoying. But, like, again, as an arcade game, it was probably being drowned out. <laughs> that's anyway, true, so. yeah. Wait, you think Zevius is annoying? Uh, well, I mean, it was – they made that music. I don't know, I don't know why, remixes, but I, I love but, that. I love that loop. I mean, I, I love it uh, now, but, I mean, average people won't get it. It's better than that, <laughs> though, isn't it? It's better than that. Oh, what? Zevius is better than this. It's yes, better definitely. than the one uh, uh, monster. I'm not going to split hairs about this <laughs> repetitive music. We need it on the record. But, yeah, that, again, uh, it didn't need good music for what it was, but the, I think Adventure Island actually had some great music in it. I agree, but we're not to Adventure Island yet. There's still so much to talk about before we get to Adventure Island. So um, Sega, of course, naturally ported Wonder Boy to a lot of systems. Uh, They put it on the SG-1000, which was – it was such an admirable attempt. But really just – Oh man, there, I, I played that in a in a collection, the the one of the Sega Ages collections, like the first one of the first ones M2 developed for Sega for PlayStation Two, and yeah. they were like, let's put everything on here, and I was like, wow, awesome. There's all this archival stuff that I never even knew about. So I played the SG1000 version of Wonder Boy, and that made me sad. It's yeah. uh, it's got the flip screen scrolling, like you know, MSX One or uh, SG1000 was basically the same as an MSX One. Yeah, pretty much. It was like so. ColecoVision hardware, basically, yeah. and. Uh, it didn't support scrolling innately. That was a big advantage for the Famicom for the NES when it launched. Uh, so you're playing this like super fast-paced, challenging platformer, and it flips from one screen to the next when you reach the edge, and it makes it so hard because they didn't really redesign the game uh, for the, uh, the the change in in mechanics. Kind of like you know, Twin Snakes uh, didn't didn't change the design of the game to account for the fact that you could aim in first person. <laughs> Yeah. Do you like that diagram? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's uh-huh. nice. But what about uh, Eternal Darkness? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so, you know, it's it's that same kind of thing. Like, the, this game functions differently, but it has not been appropriately redesigned. Yeah. So that's kind of like the version of Wonder Boy that you play if you really hate yourself. Yeah. Well, that is pretty much the worst port. Yeah. Everything I mean, else is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it was it was 1986, 87. Yeah. By that point, the SG-1000 was like, who was even buying right, that system? Exactly. It was it was one of those that they did, it you was... know, like when they would put a Call of Duty game on Wii just because they were like, <laughs> someone someone wants wants this and we'll do it. Kind of like how Rise of the Tomb Raider was also on Xbox 360. Actually, that was apparently, I haven't played it, but 
people have said that's like an amazing <laughs> rendition of the wow. game. Like they can't believe the Xbox 360 could do that. I don't think it's like an SG 1000 port, but no. it's, it's still surprising. <laughs> like really, it's a, okay, I guess sure. But the, but the baseline release for for Wonder Boy at home was the Master System version, yeah. and that's a really solid conversion. It has exactly the same graphics as the arcade version, if I'm not mistaken. Like you, more or less, yeah. Yeah, it, it's not a really shaded, really close yeah. conversion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It even has that great splash screen where Wonder Boy is looking slightly annoyed. I don't I don't know what his expression is. It's not heroic. It's not triumphant. It's like just looking out of the corner of his eye, oh, like yeah, this yeah. again. Like, is this what we're doing now? Yeah. Right. So he's he's a cave boy in the tropics. I'm sure there's logic for all of this, oh. fighting a rhinoceros god thing at the end of the stage so mm-hmm. he can rescue a princess. But but it's it's very much like a sort of defining game for the Master System, I think. It's probably not a system seller on the same level as Super Mario Brothers, hence the fact that Sega Master System didn't no. sell nearly as many units as the NES. No. Um, but it is a solid platformer. It's a really good conversion of the arcade game. Um, they did make the game for Genesis, and I haven't played that version, but I can't imagine that it offers any real perks over for Genesis. Mm. Did they? Uh, that's what I read. I mm. didn't. I did not see that. I don't think that exists. Maybe I'm confusing that for something else. One thing I do want to bring up, uh, though, is that you know the Wonder Boy games after this all got renamed and rejiggered, like I was saying. But Wonder Boy almost made it out to all these platforms without being renamed, except in. The America, uh, the Game Gear version, Sega of America, called it Revenge of Drancon, <laughs> which is ridiculous because you know you just released this on Master System like a few years ago. <laughs> now you need to rename it. It doesn't. They didn't change anything else about it. It's just still Wonder Boy on Game Gear. Yeah. But it's like, is is Drancon the guy at the end? I suppose so. Well, but you really can't name your first game Revenge of something. Yeah, yeah. You something has to either. have happened first. Yeah. I guess the idea was that it's like. A new adventure of Wonder Boy. It's the same adventure, but it's new. uh, He's already gone through this mission on Master System, and and Drancon came back and said, no, we're doing the exact same thing. Regardless, Drancon is such a dumb 80s villain name. You can't quite say dragon. Let's just not (laughs) not to do that. Let's make it more uh, insidious. I'd like to buy a consonant. Yeah. Okay, Beth, Wonder Boy is pretty much Wonder Boy on every Sega platform except, as you say, Game Gear. Yes. And my internet's not working, so I can't check to see if I'm just hallucinating having read about a Genesis version. But okay, <laughs> anyway, let's assume that I was hallucinating. So that's good because, I, like I said, I can't imagine that a Genesis version of the game would bring anything to the table that the Master System version didn't, like some minor graphical tweaks and maybe the status bar. But that's about it. Yeah. Maybe they could have actually given it some music. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. New, better music. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, that's the original Wonder Boy. And from this game, two amazing empires respond. Yes. Mm. But we're going to stick to Wonder Boy to begin with. So our very first sequel is a game called Wonder Boy in Monsterland. This is Wonder Boy 2. It is not called Wonder Boy 2 anywhere. But no. functionally, when you start to kind of figure out what the, the mechanics of the naming for the series are. Yeah. It's good to look at this as Wonder Boy 2. 
Yes. So Wonder Boy <laughs> 2, Wonder really Boy lost. in Monsterland, yeah. also known as Bikuriman World. Uh-huh. Uh, do you want to talk about what Bikuriman is? Okay, sure. Yeah, well, that's the PC Engine port uh, mm-hmm. by Hudson. Um, and Bikuriman uh, is basically this Japanese candy from the 70s. It was just like a hmm. superhero. They still tar- make it, don't they? Yes, they do. Yeah. Yes, they do. So it started as like this chocolate that uh, you know had collectible stickers with it. And Bikuriman was like this superhero character kind of thing. It was yeah. sort of the progenitor of like the super deformed style. In a way, you know. Right. And, and it was called Bikuri Man. Bikuri Man, Bikuri means surprise. And each one, yeah. like each candy had some little prize or something well, inside like of it. Egg. So it was like. Yeah, there's like yeah, a thousand like different surprise. There's a thing yeah. in there. So uh, after that, you know, it got popular. And then years later. So kind of kind of Cracker Jackish, yeah. but with chocolate. Mm-hmm. So better. So after that, they made an anime series or one or two. And then it just became this big, long, long-standing uh, franchise in Japan, much like a lot of other super commercial things in Japan, like Onpon Man, for example. Was was Bakuri Man World literally the first PC Engine game? No, no. Oh, no. I thought it was. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, you might be thinking of Keith Courage, which is another anime-based thing oh, in Japan. Yeah. It was pretty early, though. But, yes. Okay. But not not the first. Gotcha. Right. So uh, so this um this renaming the game for a different platform is something that happened initially with Wonder Boy, which became Adventure yeah. Island on NES. Yes. And like I said, we'll talk about that because it had a whole lot of sequels. Yeah. But that was just the beginning. Like it happened a lot with this series. Uh, Westone was totally happy to license the game out, or. Sega or whoever had the rights to it were like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Put our prize platform series on your platform. We don't care. Um, so, yes, you got Bikuriman World on PC Engine. Which is, you know, uh, I guess sort of like Adventure Island, not very changed from the original, except that, you know, they added Bikuriman characters in like the shops and, you know, all, all the characters that were definable were changed into Bikuriman characters. And like the player characters, no one special. It's just like you, you the player kind of thing. Right. So that was on PC Engine. Now, when the game came to Turbo CD, it became the Dynastic Hero. No. No? I corrected you this before the show. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? Oh, that's the third game. Yes. yes. <laughs> I forgot to make the change in my notes. This is how difficult it is, people. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh... It's okay. We all knew this was going to happen. Yeah. We're not going right. to judge anybody. That's our second mistake. We're aware mis- of our own mistake. Second mistake. <laughs> I, it did become Sayuki World, though. Yes. yes. But even sort, oh. not even 100%. Like Sayuki World, okay, it's an NES game uh, made by J- J- Jellico and NMK, which is, explains 40% of Jellico's catalog. But uh, yeah, it was, it's it's a lot like Wonder Boy, I mean Monster Land, and uh, people like to bring it up as sort of like this port of it, but it's not completely one-to-one. Like a lot of the stages are not exactly the same, but this there are. The, this isn't the same game that came here as um, Wampum, is it? That's, no, that's the sequel. sequel. Okay, I was gonna World say Wampum uh, is is like a see? third cousin twice removed yes. of the Monster <laughs> uh, World family. Yes. Everything all everything goes to Monster World in the end. Everything we're all tied exactly, to it. I'm exactly. a, I'm a variant of Monster. Anyway, World. <laughs> the original <laughs> Sonic. I'm, I'm a Wonder Boy. Game, <laughs> this first game does have a lot of elements of the game. Like you know, the boss battles are a lot the same, and when they die, they'll explode in coins and stuff. But like the opening stage is not exactly the same. A lot of other stages, you'll see little bits of things that look like stages from Monster Land, but not really. So it's like it's like somebody was designing Monster Land from memory. <laughs> Re- remaking it from memory, basically. Right, like when, when they have those uh, forum threads where you're like supposed to redraw a stage of a video game from, yeah. from memory. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, that makes sense. I, I like that. That so. that makes sense. But yeah, it is. it, it does borrow a lot from it. I don't know if it was, you know, had all licensed or, or uh, otherwise, you know, blessed. Or if Jalico was just like, what if we change some of the details? Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
But yeah, Sayuki, I, it's valid. Yeah, that's for sure. And that, of course, is based on the Journey to the West, which is not an, a property owned by anyone, right? This was not no. based on like a an adaptation of of Sayuki. It was just like they're no. saying, okay, we can do another <laughs> Famicom game about the Journey to the West. Yeah, in the it's same got to be better that. than Super Monkey Daiboken. Yes, for sure. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they picked the right inspiration there. <laughs> yeah, Wonder Boy has a better soundtrack than that, but that's about uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, but we are talking about Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy yeah. and Monster Land. We're still on the second game. Yes. <laughs> uh, to make this even more confusing, I, at a very lonely time in my life, I was temping at a bank. Um, the person who was hired to train me didn't because he was leaving, so I was doing nothing at my cubicle for three weeks until I eventually quit out of boredom. But I had okay. a, a cell phone flip phone port of this game that was called Super Adventure Island. Mm-hmm. Now, no. get the hell out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yes, no. yes. So I That's played true. through this game on a flip phone. Yeah. That was my n- initial encounter with this but game. But they had it completely wrong in every respect. Yes, but you were playing as Master Higgins even. They, they replaced yeah, the sprite yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've seen it. Is I this messed up and crazy? How does this even work? I don't know. Oh, okay. They are intentionally spreading the seeds of confusion, sowing the seeds of confusion amongst the Adventure Island Wonder Boy fans. I really think the only video game lineage as confusing as this is like Falcom's Xanadu Dragon Slayer series. That's the only thing that even comes close. I can't think of anything else that's more baffling than this. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, it's like that and Bubble Bobble, which is mostly just a renaming problem. Where does Don Doko Don fit into Bubble Bobble? Close cousin. Okay. Not not part of the family. We need to do a Bubble Bobble episode then yeah. okay yeah. we'll get into that someday <laughs> but not now anyway so let's actually talk about wonder boy yeah. in monster land yes. aka wonder boy 2 not a linear super speedy platformer no it it is a uh, very different it yeah. like it has the cave boy still but now he's like in the medieval times yes. mm-hmm. and apparently jump forward in time a few millennia yes all these rpg things come from the creator and his staff being obsessed with wizardry at the mm. time so they were all playing wizardry and they just wanted to do rpg stuff okay. from then on so i did not know that yeah. <laughs> pretty much a through line of all japanese development yeah basically <laughs> wizardry <laughs> it all goes back to wizardry yeah. Um, so yeah, there is like, it it is an action RPG. It's semi nonlinear. I wouldn't, it's not like, you know, playing Metroid or something, but there is some freedom of, of motion going forward and backward. So a big change from the ratchet scrolling the first game, Mm -hmm. like Ray said, it's very, uh, not very fast paced. It's, it's pretty methodical. Um, you have weapons by default now. Uh, you have a sword and you have shops that you can go to and spend money and buy upgrades, armor, weapons. Your little sprite changes as you get different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in the arcade version, you literally start wearing a diaper. And, yeah. And the creator, even the I just read an interview, so I'm going to be saying all this stuff, but the creator even insists that it is a diaper. So okay. you right. are like a wonder toddler, Great. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Is that an up- upgrade from a grass skirt? Um, I guess. I mean, it, it's What's a little more skirt, modest. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I assume nothing is catching your waist in a grass skirt, not yeah. to get gross. <laughs> And it prevents any, you know, awkward experiences if you sneeze really hard. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, of course, that's part of the the the, the great myth of the hero's journey. He starts in a diaper. <laughs> yeah. And moves, moves forward, dude. That's, that's, all, that's all on Joseph Campbell. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that part of Beowulf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So anyway, like this, this seems very strange um, if you only know like the Master System version of Wonder Boy or if you're only familiar with the series from the Adventure Island games. Yeah. You're like, wait, how did it get – into this RPG style game like it's slow paced and you're fighting snakes that explode into coins and you're spending money at shops I don't understand you could have called it anything else you didn't have to use even the same blonde haired boy sprite you know yeah 
They could have, but they said, no, this is yeah. this is Wonder Boy. I mean, this was developed by Westone. Yeah. Westone. I almost called it Westone. Yeah. Um, Westone. Uh, but it almost makes sense if you go back to the original arcade Wonder Boy where there is a status bar in the menu. Like this is not in any of the home versions that I've played, uh-huh. but there is like in the top left corner, there's a status bar and it only shows which item you're current, like which weapon you're currently using. Right. So there's like a four item status bar. But I think if you look at that, you can start to extrapolate like how they would take that little element, that little visual element that was forgotten yeah. in every port of Wonder Boy and say, yes, what if this filled up an entire half of the screen and it had like how much money you're carrying and how much experience you have and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So kind of weird, but it's a pretty good game. Um, very much in sort of the spirit of like Popful Mail or – I don't know, Fizanadu or something. Yeah. Um, but Sorcerian. very Sarian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you definitely getting back into that Falcom yeah. Xanadu, Dragon Slayer thing. So Sarian's in there all, somewhere. We're all interconnected. Now. Yep. Um, it's big blue marble. It's, but it's, yeah, like un, unlike most of those games, aside from Popful Mail, it's uh, it's very colorful, has very like bold, appealing cartoon graphics. Like I love all the snake enemies that just yeah. kind of have like their pop eyes. And, yeah. We probably only mentioned this in passing, but this this is like Bob a catnip these games because it's totally just the the big eyed '80s anime, super yeah, colorful, big fluffy hair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love it '90s anime too, but this is like my ideal, like sure. just super cute. Everything is cute. Every possible element is a cute thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like peak Japan, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the the graphics, I really love because they're these kind of like soft, gently shaded graphics, but then they have a nice strong black outline. Uh, you didn't you didn't really see that style very much back then. It's it's a really good visual style. It helps yeah. your characters pop out from the screens, but it's just a nice looking game. I've never yeah. played it all the way through, but I've really enjoyed what I have played of it. And it's one of those that I'm like, it's on my list. I, I really wanted to play through all of these games all the way before doing this episode, but you know I. I'm a human being and only have 24 hours in my day. So <laughs> I, recommend I wasn't that able to. You don't play the flip phone because it plays as if you're like well, thousands that's, that's of... An ad, that's an Adventure Island game. What are you talking about? <laughs> it feels as if you're thousands of feet underwater. I mean, have you ever played one of those JavaScript games on oh, the yeah, flip phone? Yeah. yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I, I covered Tokyo Game Show when those were still happening a <laughs> yeah. lot. And I would be like, oh, here's a familiar franchise that I need to play so I can write about it. So, yeah. But I earn $10 an hour by playing it. Nice. Yes. Nice. Thanks, uh, Huntington Bank. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, that's um, that, that, I, mean, I, I don't really have too much to say about this game. Like I've, it's it's an interesting diversion or divergence, I guess, from the original Wonder right, Boy, yeah. and trying to kind of figure out how they got from point A to point B, or more like point A to point Z, is uh, is interesting. But uh, definitely, its sequels improved quite a bit on it. But this yeah. is the beginning of. This is the second Wonder Boy game, but it's the beginning of Monster World, which is kind of its own thing and kind of not. Mm-hmm. What did Monster World annex Monster Land <laughs> as part of the Monster Kingdom? Uh, it was just 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 development. Yeah, I don't know where where is Monster Land. Property value. Uh, we're in Monster Land, Are right? We? Okay. Wonder Boy in Monster Land. Oh, Monster Land. Did yeah. I say Wonder Monster World. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm yeah. I, uh, it's because it's cool. Monster. Oh God, no wait. Monster <laughs> Monster Land is right above Bikurim and World in my list. Yes. Yeah. So, so this game is a land slash world. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. sorry. I'm only making things more confusing. <laughs> well, and then to make it even more confusing, uh, there are the two next Wonder game, Boy threes. The next okay. game is Wonder Boy three Monster Lair, not Monster Land. So, but is Monster Lair part of Monster Land? Do we consider uh, it part of the series? I'm sure <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, sort of like a protectorate, like the uh, Virgin yeah. Islands. <laughs> 
I don't think it's part of the series because, I mean, okay, it has Wonder Boy in the name, but the heroes look different. Like, they look even more, they look honestly more like well, the Ferdinand characters. And then, then the other Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap, right. or Dragon's Curse, depending on which version you play, is very much in the Monsterland uh, yeah. Wonder Boy 2, God, whatever, vein. Like, it's very much a direct sequel to that. So which one are we actually going to discuss here? <laughs> Let's talk about Monster... Monster Lair. Lair. Okay. There's yeah. not a lot to talk about. <laughs> no, there's not. It's a shoot 'em up. It's a cute 'em up. It's like, well, right? you, yeah, they, they sort of went back to the well of the first game. So they made it, this time it's pretty, basically an auto scroller and it's a platformer and it's a lot, it looks a lot similar. But yeah, it has a lot more stuff that feels more like a shoot 'em up because you have, you know, the heroes with their swords that shoot these <laughs> bullets basically. And it's just moving, auto-scrolling through these uh, platformy-ish stages. I like the bosses; they're really cool. Yeah. And, and then a super, super big sprite, super cute, super expressive. Mm. Yeah, that's... it's not quite Parodius, which is what I prefer, but mm. it's a nice like step in that direction. The character design is a lot more uh, cherubic, puffier yeah. <laughs> than Monster Land. I would, I would say, of all the games in the Wonder Boy series and lineage. Uh, this one feels the most like a Turbo Graphics game. I don't think it was ever ported to Turbo Graphics. It was. was, it? it was. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's it's, good because it feels like it belongs there. Yeah. Like it's yeah. very much a, a like. It's like the best concept. How did Hudson not make this game? When yeah. I see a this shooter, seems very like red Hudson. Uh-huh. Yeah, a shooter of this vintage, I think TG sixteen. Yeah, for sure. Um, exactly. But it was also ported to Genesis and started in the arcade, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, really kind of discovered Wonder Boy as it was being published on Virtual Console, and I was writing about it for One Up. And every game that came out, I never knew what to expect. Like this one came out and I was like, what the hell is this? I yeah. thought I knew Wonder Boy 3. And today on this episode, we still don't. <laughs> That's a really good a decade. point. I mean, Retronauts is where I found out about these games. And I think that no one really knew about them uh, too much until those virtual console releases, until people started playing them again. I think it was sort of forgotten. Maybe not completely forgotten, but sort of this thing that not a lot of people knew about. Well, but... it wasn't officially released here. Monster Lair was not. Right, so, okay. Yeah. I meant the series in general. Okay, I mean, people yeah. knew Adventure Island, but I think Monster Boy, uh, Wonder Boy was a little, a little <laughs> yeah, off Yeah, way to go, way to go. Monster Boy? Yeah. That's, something else, that's something else entirely. Yes. But not that different. Yeah. But would you agree with me? I mean, I feel like Virtual Console gave these things I, so much relevance, yeah, at I, least in my world. I think it was one of those things where, like, if you were a Sega kid, you you, you ran into it eventually. And so yeah, that's how you like, know him. Yeah. The, the Sega kids definitely knew Wonder Boy, um, yeah. And some of the Wonder Boy sequels, like Wonder Boy Three, is is really uh, the other Wonder Boy Three <laughs> is really fondly regarded as probably the best Master System game, or, or right up there in the top mm-hmm. tier, the top like the top three. Um, but you know, a big a big disadvantage to Wonder Boy versus Adventure Island is that it was kind of all over the place. Like the games were most of them in the arcade and then they stopped being in the arcade and most of them were on like Master System or Genesis but not all of them made it here to the US and some of them showed up on other platforms and different names <laughs> it was just yeah. you know really kind of bizarre and mismanaged and that that does have a huge impact on a game's legacy you know if it's not easily accessible for people and there's not just like a single place where you can experience those games that makes it difficult and you know i think that's a big advantage of Obviously, like Mario games or something like Final Fantasy, right. where you can pay, play every single Final Fantasy game, like one through ten, on PlayStation Vita. So exactly. that's that's really convenient. Yeah, I, and I think only until recently we realized the uh, the power that branding has, and just how confused we still are about these things. If they had just one consistent title, 
or maybe at least maybe just two consistent titles, they would have maybe more of a following than they do now. Yeah, and that's why you see, you know, series like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest doing a lot of retconning of of previous localization choices to bring things more in line with kind of like the standard they've settled on. There's like yeah. they're they're slowly bringing those old games back into their orbit and saying like, let's make some sense of this. And I have a good point about there this. Needs I'll save to it for be, the other show. But. Okay, <laughs> there needs to be. Um, there definitely needs to be some some of that going on with Wonder Boy. Yeah. Sega needs to like reel it back in, and you know they they kind of did that with the Monster Boy collection or Monster Land World World. God, we're gonna be going mad by the end of this. They did that so with, ready for this. with the Sega Genesis Sega Ages collection. Yes, for PlayStation Two. And then there was a later collection, maybe 2012, 2013, um, for like Xbox 360 oh, and yeah, PS3. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, even as late as then, it was still being celebrated in some way. Now, now there's no way to play these things outside of it. Two of them are on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can still, you know, there's there's a last in platforms. You can go to the Wii uh, eShop and right. buy them and play them on Wii U. I meant like a modern console. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was bummed out by that. I wanted to play them on Wii U because... Um, I guess we'll we'll talk more about it later, but these games really benefit from save states, um, yeah. especially because yeah. checkpoints are very, very far from each other, and the RPG elements don't play nice with that. So mm-hmm. I feel like these games are very checkpoint-friendly, mm-hmm. uh, save state-friendly. Right. Okay, so there was that Wonder Boy 3. There was the arcade one that was very shoot 'em up ish and then there was the Sega Master System one, which did not go to arcades and therefore felt much different in structure and scope than previous Wonder Boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wonder Boy in Monster Land, um, despite being sort of an action RPG, was still first and foremost an arcade game. So it was very simplistic. It was, you know, kind of like the... Um, it, it was almost like a, a predecessor to a lot of the, sort of the late 80s, early 90s Capcom arcade action RPGs oh, where yeah, you had sure. an economy. I mean, it, I guess it was kind of contemporaneous with Black Tiger. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was kind of along the same lines. It was, like, a little bit exploratory, but still pretty linear, and there was an economy, but you weren't really expected to sort of, you know, be able to buy everything. You had to make hard choices because you had such limited opportunities to gain currency, and everything was very expensive. Uh, Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap. Boy, I had to double-check that one. (laughs) (laughs) Designed for Sega Master System, on the other hand, is a true and proper Metroidvania game. It has, you know, the ability to save your progress. Uh, it begins, I mean, it, it's it's like, it did Castlevania yeah. Symphony of the Night 10 years yeah. early. It starts yeah. out with, um, like, this crazy venture into sort of a, like a final battle situation. And from there, the real game begins. It's it's just, it's really, it's ambitious and really thoughtfully designed. It's It's pretty challenging. There's some, you know, game design elements, like the controls are a little off, but it's still really good. And uh, like I said, people regard that as sort of, you know, one of the absolute top of the the Sega Master System uh, library. It's super ambitious. Just the 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 many transformations you can undergo, how it changes how you look, how you move, special abilities. I, I think, like, there were things like Mega Man where you had different powers by this point. But I feel like that was a pretty bold move uh, to incorporate a system like that in a in a in just a simple platformer, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, like, uh, officially in Japan... This is known as Monster World 2, the Dragon's Trap. Mm. Oh, okay. So <laughs> so it's both Wonder Boy 3 and Monster World yeah. 2. Uh, yes. And, and, or Monster Land okay. 2. Okay. Also, uh, here's where it gets even worse. So we know that uh, Adventure Island in Japan, uh, it, it's actually, Adventure Island is a translation of Bokenjiba, 
Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, Hudson ported this game uh, to the PC Engine. Guess what they called it in Japan? They called it, in English, Adventure Island. What? (laughs) These fuckers will not stop. (laughs) The subtitle is Screw You, Hudson. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so they... (laughs) And so Adventure Island came out here as Dragon's Curse on TurboGrafx. (laughs) Question, though... I believe the uh, the one that's available on Wii Virtual Console, the one I own, is the Master System one. Uh-huh. Is the TurboGrafx uh, TG16 one better, worse, the uh, same? It's bo- Both of them the came out on Virtual Console. Okay, I think I only own – the one I own is called it, it, the Dragon's Trap, so it's the yeah. Master System Okay, one. so yeah. Dragon's Curse, the TurboGrafx version. Yeah, oh, well, which is not the same as the Turbo CD version, which is the Dynastic Hero, right? No, that's the next game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're not Damn yet it. to Dynastic uh, Hero, Jeremy. <laughs> She's so excited to talk about bugs. I just okay. want to talk about Dynastic to an- Hero. To answer damn it. Bob's question. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it is pretty much the same game. There's some better sprite work, but the, a lot of it looks much the same. It's okay. pretty much identical, so don't worry about that. Uh, yeah. They changed like, some of the text, too, to make it not sound so Wonder Boyish. But yes, Dragon's Curse, the TurboGrafx game, which is the <laughs> port of tra- Dragon's Trap. Pretty much the same game. Not much to worry about. Okay. So anyway... The, the big hook for this game, like you said, is the transformations. At the beginning of the game, you play like an epilogue that is actually a prologue, and you go to fight a final battle against a big dragon, and he turns you into a lizard, basically. You're basically invincible in that section, too. You have all the best equipment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing can barely hurt you. Yeah. yeah. Very sympathy in the night. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. um, Sorry. It's, that's okay. That's okay. I was too wrapped up about No, I understand. Like, there's a lot to keep in your head in this oh, episode. God. I'm not even going to mention Kessler. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's very it very much feels like a you know like a very influential game in that regard. I, I'm I'm pretty sure the the Shantae series was heavily influenced mm-hmm. by by this game, like with Shantae's ability to transform into different animals. Um, you know, you you saw this in like uh, Little Samson on on NES many years later. Right. Um, like this kind of, I mean, it it's really just it's a great game. Like I really love it, and it's really. Um, just like so, so not like the other Sega action games on Master System. You don't really think of Sega as being a company about sort of like these big, meaty platform action adventures. They're much more of like quick hit, yeah. big thrill arcade mm-hmm. games. Like check out the amazing graphics, check out the really hardcore action. And this is more of a this is more of an NES style experience. And I don't say that to like say you know NES experiences are better than Sega experiences. I'm just saying it is a different kind of game for the platform. There yeah, aren't a lot yeah, of yeah. there aren't a lot of games like this in Sega's library. I, I really and, like the uh, oh sorry. No, that's okay. And it's I love the style of games. So I love the fact that Sega and Westone um you know went into this and kind of explored this area with the series. I really like the the whimsical incongruity of the levels and how they hook up to each other. Just like you'll you'll open a door and you'll be in the desert and then there will be no door like just disappear. So there's a sort of like magic mm-hmm. quality stitching the world together. It's not quite you're it's not quite like a location like in Symphony of the Night. It's more of like a loosely stitched patchwork of like ideas that are still interconnected. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So any other thoughts on this game before we move along to the Dynastic Hero? I mean, it's probably the one I've played the least, I'd say. Really? Even though, yeah, I, huh. I know it's the one that's probably the most treasured, but, uh, yeah, um, I guess I was just more into Zelda too. I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, but, the uh, good yeah. thing is they're making a remake of this. Yes. And yes. it looks really nice. I like, um, I like the Cat pig merchant. A, the pig merchant returns. Yeah. 
Yeah, Cat Bailey played it at a at Bit Summit this year yeah. and wrote a really great preview of it that really has me kind of like champing at the bit to play it. It looks I, great. Okay, I, I have to be a jerk for a second and say I'm not fully sold on the art style. Mm. And to me, it just it, it is it is well done for sure, and I'm not gonna judge that at all. But it adds it, a it adds a bit of Europe to yeah, a the, Japanese that game. That sort of uh, you know Western style cartoon style uh, that is applied to it. It just kind of. It brings me back to like the doldrums of XBLA <laughs> when it was just like I'm, I'm hoping that it will be a step better. I, than I, I I do trust that for sure, but just like that that feeling is like oh, it's like Capcom is making Commando three, but it's not in Japan and it looks like a comic book. I and, get what you oh, mean. Right? We're making Rocket Knight, but it looks like oh, it's made in Europe. I looked at this and I and I didn't think it looked bad. It looked different, but it gave me the same sense that I saw when I um when I saw the Punch Out for the Wii. And sure. Punch-Out is very much rooted in, like, anime. Like, it's a fighting anime. And it was, like, a little too Western-looking for my, my taste. Mm-hmm. But this, I think I could deal with it because I want to play a better-looking version of this game. And I think it, it, this is the best one to remake, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all valid. So we've seen Wonder Boy. We've seen Wonder Boy in Monsterland, mm-hmm. which is not Wonder Boy 2, but it is. We've seen Wonder Boy 3, two different ones. So now we jump ahead to the next game in the series, which is Wonder Boy 5, Monster World 3. Yeah. <laughs> wait, where was Monster World 2? Monster oh, World 2 was the Japanese title of the right. Dragon's Trap. So that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but we kind of skipped Wonder Boy 4. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I, I guess, I guess because because it, Wonder Boy three was called Monster World two in or Monster Land two or whatever in Japan, uh-huh. they like in Japan they just kind of it was like a silent monster or Wonder Boy four. Uh, like, right, yeah. you just kind of assumed, but here they actually put the name Wonder Boy yeah. three on it. So then you just jump ahead to Monster Boy or Wonder Boy 5. I assume because there were two Wonder Boy 3s, they retconned the second one to being Wonder Boy 4. I guess. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. We don't, we, we can never say. Someone was asleep at the switch. To, sure. to bring it back to Falcom, it's kind of like how there were <laughs> two different E's 4s. Oh, you're right. Yes. <laughs> but right. in that case, they just said the one that we didn't make – Oh, actually, they didn't make either one of them. But they were like, this one that isn't as good as the other one, that one doesn't exist anymore. Right. And then they just went on with East 5. But they didn't do that with Wonder Boy. They, <laughs> they uh, just jumped straight ahead to 5. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, for the right, this is the Dynastic Hero, Jeremy. This is the one that's the Dynastic yes. Hero. And this, this feels – Okay. <laughs> this, this one feels a little bit like a throwback to um, Wonder Boy mm-hmm. in Monsterland. It doesn't build yeah. so much on Wonder Boy 3 as it does – uh, on Wonder Boy in Monster Land. Yes. Someone else talked for a little while. <laughs> I, I don't think this is as interesting in the sense of the ideas it's bringing to the table as the last game, uh, but I think it's yeah. a more refined action RPG. Um, they, yes. I, yeah. Yeah, Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap, a.k.a. Dragon's Curse, a.k.a. Adventure Island, whatever, as much as I like it, as much as I like playing as cool a- anime animals, it's a little sloppy, a little messy. You're, you're, you're moving across very monotonous environments a lot of the time. This, I think, fixes a lot of those problems, mm-hmm. and it's not as cheap either. In some and it, it does keep a little bit of the transformation element. You don't yeah. turn into animals, but there are parts of the game where you have to shrink, 
and become tiny Wonder Boy, like Wonder Boy Mini Boy. <laughs> and you I have little uh, helpers too, which sort of replace your uh, animal right. forms, and they have, they do things for you. I forget what they are sure. though. And they localized this as the Dinosaur Hero for Turbo CD. The end. Episode over. <laughs> it's bug theme that's based on an anime, or just wants no, to be an anime. On, not based on okay. anything, but yeah, very anime inspired, sure. But yeah, it's another just yeah total total conversion from Hudson. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's the exact same game just with different sprites, right? Uh, yeah, pretty basically. Yeah, the sprites are pretty cool. Yeah, I like the bug theme. I never played this version though. So. I, yeah, this, okay. this, this is a really good looking Genesis game. I think we neglected to mention that it doesn't look like a Genesis game. True. I'm not saying all Genesis games look bad, but there's a certain kind of dullness to uh, Genesis games that I expect. And this is very bright and poppy and colorful. I guess it's just what choices you make in, in making mm-hmm. your graphics. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you tended to see, like, more of a pastel look on uh, on Super NES versus, like, more uh, primary, like, bold colors on Genesis. And this has a softer look that you more you more associate with, with uh, Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Um, I've come to realize that Genesis games probably make better-looking forests. <laughs> Really? This game, this game, this game has some good forest work. It does, yeah. Yeah, so, just interesting. Yeah, mostly my opinion, but I just think the palette mix of you know, sort of darker, uh, but yet brighter colors, works for making forests. And that was the end of the Wonder Boy series, but there was still another yes. game. Wait well, a minute, Monster World lives on. <laughs> Monster World just kept going. They, but there's no boy in this one. It's so a girl. It's, so we, boy, we boycotted it, right, when it came out? Monster World 4. That's right. The the, the MRAs got a hold of it. They were like, not in my Wonder Boy. No <laughs> I refuse, girls for me. I refuse to review the Wii release. I can't, I'm not going to play a <laughs> Wonder Boy game starring Melissa McCarthy. I refuse. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so Wonder – sorry. Wonder Boy was gone. It was mm-hmm. Monster World 4, so directly a sequel to Monster World 3, which was Wonder Boy 5. Uh, but it was just – MW4. That's all it was. Yes, and yes. Uh, really one of the absolute best-looking Sega Genesis games. Just <laughs> yes. really kind of reminiscent of uh, Capcom's Aladdin games, I think. Um, not necessarily in, like, the cell animation, but the sort of Arabian Nights style. Like, really yeah. colorful, uh, just fluid graphics. Just, it looks so good. And uh, it's it's more linear than the uh, the previous Monster World games had been. It's not, like, just a, you know start to finish action game but it's much less exploratory and more kind of like cave story where you kind of like have sort of a you go back to certain areas and then branch out to different places from there yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, there's kind of like a central city that you go to and that kind of extends the length of it so yeah may not feel uh, yeah super exploratory but it's kind of long yeah it is i mean it, it just feels like you're going through a sort of linear adventure in a natural setting, so there is some backtracking and some, uh, like, kind of returning to sort of your home base. Um, it, it works really well. Like, it, yeah. it, it just feels like a good balance between full-on Metroidvania and, you, you know, something like the original uh, Wonder Boy. And yeah. the dungeons have a lot of puzzles in them, which mm-hmm. the previous games really didn't have a whole lot of puzzles, and a lot of them are solved by your little helper friend who could do a bunch of different mm-hmm. things in the game. So that was a pretty pretty rad idea, I think. And it had great cover art. It was one of those uh, one of those games they used to do where it was like plasticine models yeah. that they built. Oh, man, it's I love really that, pretty. that style. I Who, miss those. What's the name of her little helper? Uh, it can like float. It can, oh, gosh, it can drink water. I don't even remember. It's really neat. It's a really cool idea. Pokolo but, or something? Yeah. yeah. My one problem, I like, I, I bought this game on Wii and I paid the import tax, whatever. Uh, that's in the mm-hmm. past. But... um. 
I, I really like the game, but I do feel like it's it's dungeons drag on a little too long because like I think the majority of this that game is, is just you go into a dungeon and you're in there for about an hour. It's not a super long the, game, but I feel like the other games had a lot more variety in them. Yeah, that whole ice palace is such a yeah. slog. That might have been where I stopped playing. I didn't, actually didn't finish yeah, this game, yeah. but I, I got pretty far in it. <clears throat> and um, you're right, it is gorgeous, Jeremy, and I it's worth say, playing too. Yeah, I think in the same way, like Crusader Senti on Genesis is a really good knockoff of Zelda Three. Monster World Four is, you know, not exactly Zelda Two ish, but it's a pretty good like. You know, it's like another take on a side-scrolling Zelda yeah. thing. And if, so I like that much better. If the Wii had proper save states, not the whole weird honor system bookmark, I probably would have be, uh, been. Uh, sorry, I probably would have beaten this game. But should, I should, feel should like should have got the HDV version. Uh, you're right. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Uh, the PS3 360. Oh, version. so those have real save states. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I think again, the the checkpointing in these games is pretty bad. You're punished a lot for failing. So I feel like if you're going to play these, play the versions with save states, and you won't get frustrated. Yeah. True. That's me, the, the game baby talking. <laughs> so, yeah, I mentioned uh, Shantae in terms of uh, the Dragon's <laughs> Trap. Yeah. But I feel like Shantae is kind of a combination of this game and uh, Wonder Boy 3. Like, you you put those two games together, and you have pretty much what WayForward was going for with their game. So there's definitely, you know, like, the influence of this game was was felt even if it didn't come to the U.S. until, like, 15 years after its initial release. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that Sega kind of woke up one day and said, hey, maybe this old Genesis or Mega Drive game that never came to the U.S., maybe we should localize that and release it in in the West. Like, that's crazy. I can't believe a publisher did that, but I'm grateful that they did. And it happened in the era where the Wii was, I mean, everyone had one, but no one cared anymore. So it was like maybe 2010, 2011. I think that was that late. Yeah, but I mean, it was was part of the package they did where they also put it on 360 and PS3. But those systems were also fading at that point. So... I don't know that necessarily a lot of people have still played this, even though it did finally become available for uh, easy access yeah. and consumption in the in the U.S. Well, they yeah. should. You should. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. It ties uh, up, ties up loose end. <laughs> does it? Well, this whole Wonder Boy thing, and you know, it was the last one not released in America, essentially. Right. So, but it doesn't tie up the loose end of whatever happened to Wonder Boy. Where no. did he go? Why wasn't he in the? By the way, game? we didn't even touch on the the couple of. Uh, Wonder Boy Monster World games that were in, uh, redone in Brazil for the Monica, the comic book oh, character. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were Monica go, games in Go Brazil. for it. Uh, that's mm-hmm. about it, really. Another sprite change. Except they were the, the original Sega versions. They just changed the sprites to, like, this comic strip character, Monica. Right. Did did some of the Alex Kidd games also get remade as Monica, or was that some other series oh, did, that they... Alex Kidd? Uh, I know that they, they changed up so. some of the Alex Kidd games in Brazil, but... Yeah, I don't know if it was for it Monica. Changed other cartoon characters, uh, but yeah, Brazil has its own cottage industry of comic characters to <laughs> yeah. turn in turn, turn other games into. So that's pretty much it for for Monster World. Um, we we survived. Um, we there is there is one kind of footnote, which is Monster Boy. Yes, which is not technically a sequel, but it's being made by some of the original creators, right? It's some no, of the West the original universe. creator uh, as or he, he blasted he, it. Yeah, he's working. That's right. On okay, it, so. that's right. Um, it's made in France. Okay. Life, yes. So I, I haven't really read much about it, but it seems promising. Yeah. I mean, it was going to be a different game entirely. It was a, a, a flying hamster too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And the first flying hamster was not that great. No. Uh, I mean, that when this just... when this came out, I picked up, or when they you know first started talking about this one, I picked up flying hamster and was like, 
it, it seems like a good rough draft, but maybe this one will yeah. will uh, actually be sort of the finished version. Yeah. My only hope is that it's not over animated. Sorry, over animated to the point that it disrupts with the gameplay, disrupts the gameplay. Because there's a lot of older games where yeah. it's like Earthworm Jim looks great and Aladdin for Genesis look great, but they're hard to play because they just try to squeeze in animations into these yeah. like very minute movements. Well, they, they need to yeah. they need to prioritize. Um, reaction versus animation like they need more interrupts and opportunities for players to cancel out of animations but i do think the art style is more faithful than the dragon's trap remake Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean as far as like you know more japanese well yeah i mean this is this is more of like a pixel retro style game as opposed to um like the hand-drawn flash animation Uh, they're going for two different things and they are i'm just saying what i like better (laughs) yeah i i don't disagree um I'm, i'm hoping that it turns out well yeah but anyway, that's Wonder Boy. Next, we'll talk about Adventure Island. Yay. Listening to the best adult contemporary hits on KRNT Retro Knots Radio. I feel like my teeth are about to get drilled. <laughs> oh, you got to see this animation though. It's uh, Tokyo Movie Shincha or whatever their name is. Mm-hmm. TMS, good stuff. What are we playing exactly? Anyways, uh, that's the apparently the theme to the anime Bugged Te Honey, which uh, is a spinoff of Adventure Island, which is a spinoff of Wonder Boy. So we've just spun around so many times that I'm dizzy and I'm about to throw up. Uh, Ray suggested that I look this up. Uh, Ray, is this a movie or is it a TV show? TV or series. What? Okay, ooh. Yeah. This is some good animation. Many episodes. You can get the box set right now. Really? Oh, yeah. Is it dumb? Is it like a, a million dollars okay. because I mean, of Japanese yes, video it's, it's premiums? Yeah. It's a Japanese game. Uh, that's that might be the only video game related music that sounds exactly like MacArthur Park, though. <laughs> Upon watching this animation, like, um, I, I want to see Dumbledore singing that. Yeah. <laughs> Upon watching this animation, uh, Master Higgins' giant underbite finally makes sense to me. He had a he has a weird like Popeye thing going on in, in the games with his little sprite. Yes. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Now the real person sort of does too. So that's right. Funny. So let's talk about that real person yeah. and the games. Okay, so Adventure Island, Weststone created Wonder Boy for Sega. And apparently Hudson was like, that game's really cool and we'd like to publish it. So they said, can we buy the rights from you? And Weston was like, well, Sega owns it. So they were like, well, we've got this guy who pushes buttons really fast. We can make a sprite (laughs) of him as the hero. And I I mean, I don't know exactly if that's how it went, but let's just pretend this is console wars and I'm making shit up. (laughs) Oh my Um, God. (laughs) Hey, that's historical fiction. It's oh, legal. Okay. It's legal. Well, mine is too, so there you go. You have to get him to sign off on it. Though. The president okay. of Hudson had made a wry I, smile as I, he suggested. I'm pretty sure Zach Galifianakis is going to option this podcast for a movie. Ooh. So Ooh. it's all good. I want to be played by J.D. Qualls. I want to be played by Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> um, it's a different direction. It is. It's a new direction for Retronauts. Uh, so anyway, I don't know exactly how it happened, but... 
Hudson published a game for NES called Hudson's Adventure Island, which was exactly Wonder Boy with some slight changes to some of the sprites and music, actual uh-huh. music this time. <laughs> yes. Uh, but otherwise, it's it's as far as I know exactly the same game. Is there are there any differences? Really? I mean, you'd have to go pretty deep, I think. But I think yeah. Oh, I, I'll tell you one of the differences, which makes me chuckle. Uh, instead of there being uh, dolls, you collect you collect pots, and when you beat level, it says pot bonus. Uh-huh, and nice. I always giggle at that because I'm, I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but is it worth four twenty? <laughs> it should be. So. Um, Wonder Boy himself was replaced by a guy who in America was called Master Higgins. Um, in Japan was called Takahashi Meijin, who, of course, is – what's his proper name? Master Takahashi? <laughs> Toshiyuki Takahashi. Okay. Mm. I don't think I actually knew that. Yeah. Um, and he was kind of like – he he was like a human mascot character for Hudson back in the – Yeah, he's 80s. like Hudson's analog to Howard Phillips, basically. He was this guy mm, who kind of started at the company doing mid to low level work and then he eventually got you know marketing jobs and he turned out to be good at the games that they were making and he could concentrate his muscles and tap the buttons really fast yep. before there was a lot of turbo controllers back then. And so uh, he just became, yeah, the face of the company. How many button presses in a second? Was it 30 or 60 uh, or – 16 in a uh, second. Or okay, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And that was Star Soldier. He was his claim to fame, I think. Uh, pretty much, yes, yeah. yes. Hudson, Star, 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 Star Soldier came Hudson out Shmup. Him, which, by the way, was uh, Hudson making a sequel to a Tecmo game. Right. Oh, <laughs> that's, what are you uh, doing? That's an entirely different story. <laughs> I don't even want to get into that today. Just saying. Just uh, for yeah. the record. The, the lineage of the, this the is Star Soldier new. series is its own episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm is, glad Hudson had a had a like uh, template to work from because I think their previous game, or maybe it came after, was Mickey Mousecapade. Mm-hmm. Or just yeah, Mickey Mouse in Japan. It Hudson's, came after? Okay. Hudson's internally developed developed games at this point were not that good. I mean, the yeah. most recent, like, the most immediate predecessor to Adventure Island, I think, might have been Challenger, which was, uh-huh. uh, uh, it was, it was it's ambitious. People they, remember it fondly. They do. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's got that, that kind of like, this game's terrible, but I still love yeah. it. Yeah, a lot of the Hudson Kind of like Spelunker. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could, we could talk about Challenger in some other episode, but it was like, it was a very Will ambitious we? game. We might, I don't oh, know. Yeah. It's interesting to me. Okay. Like you're Indiana Jones fighting along an express train to rescue Princess Leia from Darth Vader, yeah. and then it goes into a top-down action adventure. <laughs> but it's not Adventure Island. It's so yeah. one major difference between this and Wonder Boy is that in Wonder Boy, you needed to find the seven dolls in each world to access the final eighth level. And in Adventure Island, it doesn't matter. That eighth level will always be there for you in the end. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That was why I was – yeah, when I was putting together notes for this, I was like, wait, this game has eight worlds, but – all the references I'm finding for Wonder Boy say seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was something that was not clear to me. Yes. So because uh, Takahashi just was, you know, like we said, the face of the company, they sort of, you know, added his in- his endorsements as much as that means anything to to a lot of Hudson games. And so they just turned him into a character uh, when Wonder Boy came along. Right. I mean, the closest thing we ever had in America was Nestor's Funky Bowling, which isn't the same uh-huh. at all. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Right. <laughs> um yeah, so and also the a lot of the covers for the Adventure Island games in Japan were painted by uh, Susumu Matsushita, Matsushita mm-hmm. the guy who does Fami, uh, Famitsu covers. Yep, he has that very distinctive style, yeah, airbrush, airbrush style, yeah. and would then do the Maximo games, which were based on Ghost and Goblins, <laughs> which has a spiritual connection to the series. It's all circular. Yeah. I, I do love the cover. There's a grand to this. conspiracy. I think they retain the same art for the American version. They did, I remember yeah. it distinctly. Like, oh, yeah, all yeah, yeah. these like creatures and stuff around Master mm-hmm. Higgins. Really yeah. cool. And like European versions of the NS games got original Matsushita work. Mm, cool. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. 
Um, yeah, so anyway, Adventure Island, exactly the same as Wonder Boy. Mm-hmm. And then they immediately followed that up with a sequel that is like nothing else in this entire lineage, uh, which is Bug to Tay Honey. Yeah. And I don't even understand this game. I didn't have a chance to play it. I've watched a bunch of videos and sat there thinking, I wish I understood this. I need to play it, but I didn't It's, have a, it's a classic licensed game overreaching, basically. It's just a mishmash of different types of gameplay and stuff. Because the anime is about, you know, the fairy from Adventure Island, Honey. She's like the, you know... <laughs> Not quite sex pot, but you know, there's the fairy character. Has well, in, in, in uh, Adventure Island, she does come from pots. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So there you go. She's good literally enough. a sex she's, pot. I guess I'll she's sexy it. in the Tinkerbell kind of way. And that, yeah. yeah. Some people so, are really into You that. can't pursue that, but it's whatever. I'm not going <laughs> to. Some, some guys are into it. So uh, tell, me, uh, tell me if you heard this before. That anime is about these kids who enter the video game world. and <laughs> So, oh, so when, they, when they die kid in video. There, yeah. So if they die in that world, they die in real life, or is this? Uh, I, I are they think, part of a rock band? I think that was the final episode. Yes. Huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Takashi Meijin is there. You know this caricature of him. So he's friends with Honey, and he has all these other friends and stuff. So the game, you start playing. You start by playing as Honey in these sorts of. You know, it's not quite a platformer because she's flying around all the play, place. It's kind of like um, what's that other NES game? I think Chubby Cherub in a way plays a little bit like that. Ooh, that's not a good press. No, but <laughs> it's the same sort of uh, look to it. You're flying around and shooting things. Uh, and then you finish the level. And then there's like these uh, Arkanoid-type stages as yeah, well. Yeah, th- those are like, where do those even come it's like from? not quite bonus stages. Does that have they anything actually... to do with the anime at all? No. The anime did have some game-type uh, references to it. There's like a random bomber man who shows up in one episode. Uh, it was the Scott Pilgrim of its day. Yeah, uh, but after that, yeah, it progresses then to uh, more traditional platforming stages with the Takashi Meijin character. Uh, but even the, but it's just like the past stages, but without flying, you're just running and jumping. So it doesn't really play much like Adventure Island anyway. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of a rickety game. Yeah, it seems very awkward and very not polished. Yeah, in in the way that so many. Famicom games of that era were, yeah. and like we just said, the early Hudson stuff. Like, yeah, yeah they could, they were not quite uh, breaking out yet. Yeah, maybe they just didn't put their best foot forward on Famicom because their heart was in the Turbo and the PC Engine. Well, I, maybe, but they're also pretty closely tied to the Famicom to begin with. I mean, that's true. They made like Family Basic and stuff. So, it's a mystery. Yeah, no one knows for sure. It's, anyway, it's just a licensed game. I think we need to just <laughs> tuck it away as that for right now, and then. So You'll basically understand. the weirdest offshoot of this entire strange episode. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> compared to but, Wonder Boy, like, yeah. this is nothing. <laughs> yeah, but, but but things get back to normal yeah. with Adventure Island 2. And by normal, I mean exactly the same as yeah. Wonder Boy. Yeah, and I implore our listeners, go out and look at the Adventure Island 2 uh, U.S. box art. It is almost as bad as Mega Man 1's box art. <laughs> and uh, maybe I can just show Jeremy. That's what it looks like. I mean, oh, yeah, no yeah, perspective. Yeah. I mean, Ray, you've seen this before, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. yeah. And compared to the Japanese box art, same artist, just extravagant, glorious, everything is rendered well like but it's this... like it's like medieval art like before they, yes. they discovered perspective it's like mm-hmm. have you ever seen those medieval drawings of like babies they're yeah. all just these hideous mutants <laughs> I mean Master Cronenberg. Higgins looks like one of those weird yeah. like devil babies <laughs> uh, so basically the, the cover art is a metaphor for hell and uh, this is one of the, the sins that you'll commit anyway so where the where the Wonder Boy games just went all over the place. That was Westone basically saying, like, let's get creative, let's get weird, let's go exploratory. Hudson was just like, let's just make some direct sequels. Let's yeah. just make games that are exactly like <laughs> the first Adventure Island. Yeah. And Adventure Island 2 is. I mean, 
it looks nicer. It has some more diverse game elements to it, but it's still very much like this is you a direct sequel. Yeah, to you have the timer. You still have to collect fruit. It came. Uh, was Adventure Island one eighty six or eighty seven? Adventure Island one actually came to the U.S. in eighty eight. Okay, it was it was weirdly uh, late. I believe the original. Yeah, the original was eighty six. Okay, this is a nineteen ninety game. Yeah, and. Uh, as you put in yeah. your notes, like a first dinosaur riding predates Mario World. It I'm does. Not, it predates yeah. Mario Super Mario World by about six or seven months, I think. This or... is why I love this game as a kid because there are four different dinosaurs, and I think two of them are basically the same. They just fire projectiles <laughs> on different levels, but uh, yeah. it's so cool to see, like, to be able to ride a dinosaur at this point in time was amazing. Yeah, That's I true, mean, yeah. you could swim around in a place, plesiosaur, plesiosaur, how are you Something pronounce like it? Something like that, yeah. Um, and that made swimming much easier, which is good because swimming levels are always the worst. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like it's it's it, it it Nintendo wanted to let Mario ride a dinosaur from the very start, mm-hmm. and Hudson did it first. They, they got there out, first. Yeah. This game was a uh, you know totally derivative of Super Mario Brothers, but by God, yeah. they beat Mario in one respect: a different fat guy in a hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Riding and a different dinosaur. I four different dinosaurs. Adventure Island 1 is kind of a little sloppy, a little kind of loose. I feel like everything is very tight in 2 and 3 and 4 uh, from, from this point on. Mm-hmm. I feel like they are very, very good, like B, B-plus platformers. Yeah. yeah. The the biggest problem with this game, I mean, assuming you can get past the fact that, hey, in 1990 they're making a game that plays a lot like a 1986 platformer, that's okay, but yeah. like the biggest problem for me and the reason I've never finished this game is because it's really repetitive. Like it's it is it 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 kind of drops the the you know the eight four structure of the first game has a world map mm-hmm. and it just like I just feel like it just goes on and on and all the levels kind of feel the same. I mean, the first mm-hmm. Adventure Island, I felt like every not every level, but there was a lot of variety in the level designs and styles. This game feels a lot more like. If you if you watch a YouTube video of it, like I was, you know, just kind of catching up on this to make sure that I wasn't forgetting anything. Yeah. Like you scrub through and you're like, wait, didn't I just <laughs> wasn't I just at this part? Like there's, you know, the spring levels and those show up like five or six times. Every time I fast forwarded, I was like, oh, it's that same spring level. I well the thing is I think you can say the same thing about the first game, but I think uh what you might be getting at is just that they don't just change up the formations that much. Like they are right. probably just, you know, copy and pasting pieces of that level design. Right, which, which you totally expected in, yeah. you know, 1985-86, but... Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm saying that they did that for the second game. Right. In the in the first game, they at least tried to, uh, you know, actually ramp up the difficulty and add more complexity to stages that otherwise looked pretty much the same. Right, right, yeah, and that's what I'm saying is, like, yeah. you expected copy-pasting in kind of, like, the, the sort of older okay, generation yeah. of, of NES games, but by the time Adventure Island 2 came out, just felt a little flimsy. Yeah. One slightly more advanced thing in this game that I feel like is is a one up on Mario World, which I think is way better, and I like it a lot more. But uh, you can you can store items more than one item. Let's say you finish a stage with a dinosaur, you can choose to put that dinosaur in storage mm-hmm. along with a lot of other ones. So if if a particular stage is difficult, yeah. you keep them can... in these little custom uh, shaving cream. <laughs> yes, that, that that's get them the, through get them through security. That's the most subtle way to do it. But yeah, you can you can put any kind of weapon or dinosaur in storage, and you can have a, a great amount of these in storage for later levels, which is really cool. I mean. Mario 3, I guess that, that's sort of more like a takeoff of Mario 3 than, um, mm. yeah. So maybe maybe it's not super innovative. Although this, but... this came out around the same time as Mario 3 in Japan. They were both 88 games, weren't they? Oh, really? Uh, I don't think so. No? I, I have to check. But it does have that nice Mario 3 touch also of the bonus stages where you can rack up more items and then mm-hmm. store those away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I like that. Yeah. Oh, in fact, I was wrong. This is a 1991 game, oh, apparently. 91. Yeah, uh, and it was 91 in Japan and in uh, in America. 
Yeah, like I said, it came out about six months before Super Mario World in Japan, I think. Or no, I guess if it was 91, it came out after this. So you can Super ignore Mario everything World. we said about it predating Mario World. Oh, I man, I got my dates all wrong. It's okay. I think somewhere else I read it said 90, but I'm, I'm seeing 91 in a lot of places. Well, the, the title screen says 90, and I think that means uh, it, was just, it was being made in 90. No wonder, no yeah, wonder. Yeah, I was playing it this morning, so that's probably why I walked away thinking it was 90. It was probably meant to be like a Christmas release or something, probably, mm. uh, which would make sense. Um Nevertheless, I do like 2 and 3 the most, and I will not deny that that's because of nostalgia. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So. I mean, th- this game does have some nice elements. The, yeah. the bosses are a lot more varied, and there's a kind of interesting element where if you lose to the boss, then it will go to a different level, and you'll have to go track it down and find it. That's, yeah. that's also like Mario 3. I, I mean, think there was a lot of Mario 3 rubbing uh, off on this game. Like, the airships will move. Yeah, I forgot the about Brothers Mario will 3, move. right? Yeah. But you know, I also like the art style a lot better. I mean, it's it, it's really so '90s and very angular, mm-hmm. sort of like yeah, yeah. It's like TNT surf design. It's like bit. yeah, the video game equivalent of Memphis style. Do you mean? Design. Right. Are you talking about three? Uh, two and three. Yeah, yeah three. Three, 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 three takes really takes further. it three, to yeah. like the ultimate extreme. Yes, it's like polygons before polygons. <laughs> I think it loses a little bit of the anime cuteness I like, but I, I do appreciate the more cohesive style. Well, we can, we can just roll right into Adventure Island 3 because yeah. it's yeah. so much like Adventure yeah, Island yeah, 2. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, but it does, it does change the visual style. The backgrounds become extremely angular, especially at the beginning of the game. But the characters, I think, are actually cuter. Like mm. they're more, they're like more cuddly. They're almost like There's... the Funko Pop versions. Yeah. Of oh, no, later. those are hideous. Mm. Th- those are. Let's say but... they're the Nendroids, right? Unfortunately, yeah, that is right. <laughs> Uh, I will not be on this podcast. Yeah, anymore. there's a new dinosaur that has, I guess, yeah, even bigger eyes. Is that, <laughs> so, the, is that the one that's sort of like Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, almost? the green yeah, one. Yeah. That definitely, I felt like they wanted to have like a Sonic-like yeah. ability in this game. Sure, why not? So what's what's the date on Adventure Island 3? <laughs> I think it might be 92 or 93, but you okay. can keep talking. And I'm I don't know why it. I didn't put the dates down on these notes. Like, these are the longest notes I've ever put together for <laughs> any Retronauts episode, and for good reason. But I didn't put the dates of the games. Like, I guess I thought I'd remember it's, that. It's enough work just trying to memorize the tree. Okay. Too, yeah. Yep, so 92. yeah, we're getting into like the very late NES era, but it's still like this kind of simple, very basic looking uh, platformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just appreciate also like uh, they made Master Higgins look cuter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I appreciate it. And yes, it is three is identical to two. Otherwise, besides that pol- uh, angular art style, but yeah. And and speaking of TNC surf design, uh-huh. this game features not only the skateboard but also a surfboard. Yes. So just getting all those late 80s, early 90s, uh, grunge hasn't hit yet, but... There are also aliens in this game. That's right, That's yes. a key plot point. Aliens. Villains are aliens. In yeah. Theory, yes. And there are more secrets and uh, kind of adventure elements in this game. It's not, you know, an exploratory platformer, but, um, you know, starting with Adventure Island 2, the stages started to become less of, like, run left to right and more, you know, they started adding vertical stages and... Adding some some you know uh, some variety to the platforms you know some uh, added depth I would guess you say like when you're in a vertical yeah. stage you kind of can scroll left and right a little bit yeah um, and this one takes that even further there are secrets hidden with uh, like there's treasure boxes and you have to find keys to to collect them um, there are more what many many more weapons you can use um, and a more evol- evolved and robust inventory system. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's, it feels very much like, you know, the same as before, but just with more stuff added. Like, I think if these games came out, you know, maybe two years apart from each other, mm. like starting 86, 88, 90, as opposed to 88, 90, 92, yeah. 
it might have felt like a more natural like oh yeah these are these are timely and relevant i think the the delay in localization well when you're eight or nine like me like i was then like yeah that was long enough (laughs) feels feels enough like an eternity i think at this point i was not super discriminatory against snes versus nes they were both hooked up to my tv so Mm -hmm. i had an snes but i also wanted kirby's adventure and i was renting these games as well so it was nice to have like additional software while the SNES was getting off the ground. So uh, yeah, and I'm one of those jerks who I got a Super <laughs> NES in 1992, and I was like, "That's it for the NES. Goodbye." <laughs> Threw it right into the fire. Uh, Basically, yeah. Threw the the equivalent. I sold it to Funko Land or mm. something. I don't know. All my games. The fire would have been a better better yeah. choice. <laughs> so let me add. Uh, to, I guess cap this off. Uh, Hudson also had their own. Uh, Wonder Boy-esque insane uh, numbering scheme that happened to this because right. oh boy the Game Boy <laughs> oh, port yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Game Boy version of Adventure Island Two is just called Adventure Island and Adventure Island Two on Game Boy is Adventure Island Three so oh my god they they will not stop someone at Hudson <laughs> and someone at West One it's wait, a conspiracy I think they're afraid of success and they're just sabotaging <laughs> themselves every step of the way uh, West Stone all right and so then keeping in the uh, the biannual release schedule. We finally get to Adventure Island 4, or rather Bokunjima 4, because it never came to the U.S., yeah. which yeah. is a shame because this was finally the game that was like, let's break out of the linearity, let's let's do something, you know, yeah. uh, like a game that would have been really very timely and, and very much in fashion in about 1988 yeah. on NES. They, they finally brought it. Out of 1994, it was the final official Famicom release ever. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so it's pretty expensive. We now. got Wario's Woods and then right. got this. Okay. Yeah. I want to trade. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I, I haven't played all the way through this one either, but I did play a fan translation quite a ways. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really good. It's been fan translated for quite some time, and I think it even carries the stylized graphics of 3 to an even further point. Pretty um, much, yeah. 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 With yeah, the, har- the harsh shadowing. Yeah. <laughs> Just the black shadowing. It's Eric a, it's a, Larson it's a, shadowing. <laughs> it's an interesting game. It's, um, yeah, just kind of like this weird video game relic. Like, I can't believe that this game came out when it did. Uh, yeah, I, I had really no idea about it until, you know, it was pirated and showed up, you know, in the later 90s when everybody was uh, getting hyped about emulators. It's like, oh, they made a four, like, recently? <laughs> Yep. So, so like, I noticed that Master Higgins is even smaller and cuter in yep, four. Even, yeah. so it's like a portrait of Dorian Gray thing, but in reverse. Like, <laughs> as as the sprite of him gets cuter, the real Takahashi gets uglier and bigger. <laughs> Possibly. Oh, I mean, that's just the the the, prom, well, the you know the march he, towards. He does death, on Super but, NES. Yeah. <laughs> Which is ironic. So yeah, um, it's been a long time since I played this. Do you do either of you want to say a little more about Adventure Island uh, Four? I can, yeah. It is, uh, it is uh, fully nonlinear, like you were saying. Yeah, for sure. You, you, very sort of Metroid progression. You get new items to bust down a barrier to lead you into the next area, and then that cycle sort of repeats. Um, it's not as long as a Metroid, I think. I mean, you know, unless you're speedrunning it. Um, but it is a capable game. It it does basically take all that stuff that was in those previous adventure islands and all the sorts of you know ice worlds and desert worlds and all stuff, just compresses it into this you know. This smaller but uh, interconnected world. Right. It gives it more like a sense of place as opposed to just yeah. a series of levels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, that's pretty much the gimmick. <laughs> and once again, you're rescuing a cave girl. <laughs> yeah. So, Tina. Your lovely Tina. Change. Okay, so that's it for the the Famicom games. 
NES games, pretty pretty straightforward progression, I think. Uh, oh, like yeah. Each game it's kind of builds on the previous. It? Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it makes so much more sense. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Kiki Inland or Kiki Island, which came out really? for Gamate. Is it Gamate or Gamate? I say Gamate. Okay, Gamate. Yeah. Uh, and I know nothing about this game, and apparently that's because no information exists about it in the world. I mean, I only knew it because of you and your notes, basically. I mean, I knew what the game mate was, and I know that it had is a crappy knockoff Chinese Game Boy thing, but yep. uh, I did not know about this game. And then I looked it up a little bit more, and uh, there, there is game mate stuff is emulated, but this game has not been dumped as a ROM yet. People do own it, but it hasn't showed up uh, widely. So yeah, unfortunately, I have no idea. A, chi- a playground in Germany has the SEO, the SEO on this, so I can't really find anything okay. about it. <laughs> so, Jeremy, allegedly, it is just Adventure Island or what? Wonder okay. Boy. Who? I mean, I I looked for images of it, and I can't even find screenshots. Well, I don't even I don't even know how you came upon it. <laughs> uh, it was listed on one of the lists of games that might be like Wonder Boy or what? Yeah, no, I mean, it's I don't I don't even know. Like, I just know okay. that supposedly this game is a. Adventure Island game on GameMate. All right. Well, mm. I know there's people out there who own a GameMate, so All right, tell someone us. play Show and record us. video. Of take it us for some us. damn, take some damn photos. Yeah, yes. we're we're crowdsourcing this element. You don't have to okay. dump it. Just give me a picture. So anyway, uh, Adventure Island then made the transition to the 16-bit world in visual style and platforms, yeah. but maybe not so much in gameplay. Like mm. Super Adventure Island is, uh, well, actually, before that there was. Um, well, did New Adventure Island come before or after Super after. Adventure Island? Okay, mm. so Super Adventure Island actually came out before uh, before Bokenjima Four. Um, yeah, so it's an early it's, Super NES game. Yeah, so and reflects that. Yeah, it's uh, it's like a shorter, prettier version of the original Adventure Island. Yeah. It doesn't add pretty much any of the the elements of Adventure no. Island Two or Three. There's no animal friends. Uh, it reverts to the fruit stamina system. Um, it even has minecart stages. Like th- how yeah. how how <laughs> shocking! There's a lot of stuff I like about this game, but I think it makes up the problem a lot of games do when they're playing with new technology. And that, like in this game especially, the sprites are too big, and you don't have a, a pretty big field of view, and there are constantly things coming on from the side of the screen. Yeah. So, I thought maybe it was too hard for me as a kid, and I tried playing it again today, and I'm like, no, it just it's just a really hard game. And maybe they they want you to go into this thinking like, I played one, two, three, and four, now I'm ready for the the harder one or yeah. whatever. That could be the philosophy they wanted you to approach this with, but I think it's just too hard off the bat. But, like, um, I, like I said in my notes, it's really reminiscent of Mega Man Seven mm. with bigger, lusher, more beautiful graphics that also kind of crimp gameplay a bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's more detailed, but feels a little bit like a throwback in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, this game does not deserve the amazing soundtrack it got. That's true. By right? Yuzo Koshiro. Yes. <laughs> it is, it's a mix of salsa or uh, maybe maybe mambo and uh, early R&B. Yeah. So it's like you've got your everybody dance now sort of uh, beats maybe with a like a whistle a- blowing in their background. Yeah, a pinch yeah. of acid jazz. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's this crazy like genre mashup that I, I only has really – nothing to do with – a cave boy in the tropics. That that mambo salsa music guess, okay, is just mambo. like it's 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 hinted at in the background, but it's overtaken by the dance music. It really feels like Streets of Rage, like a tropical Streets of Rage. Yeah, and yeah, o- yeah. only recently have I <laughs> begun to appreciate this. Sorry, I don't. I didn't mean to steal your fire. Jungle, jungle paths of rage. No, yeah, I was gonna say Streets of Rage goes calypso. Yes, <laughs> and there are, okay, there are probably like nineteen hipster genres based on this uh, kind of mashup to begin with. Please yeah. let me know. It'll be called like Adventure House or like yeah, yeah uh, like Trap <laughs> Island or something. I don't know, but. Uh, All right, and my favorite thing about this game is that the final battle, the final boss, is basically like a giant pink 
elephant. It's like you're fighting Ganesh or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you're fighting like a alcohol withdrawal hallucination. It is, it is literally a Super Mario Brothers 3 final battle ripoff. Like mm. it's exactly the same. You yeah. have to trick Ganesh or whatever to <laughs> falling through the floor. There's something like that. I watched a playthrough of Adventure Island 1 for this uh, podcast, and the final boss of that game, after you knock his head off, you have to lure him into a pit. Uh, uh, you jump up to where Tina is, and he falls into the pit. So it's sort of like that in a way, right? I mean, he's not breaking through blocks. Maybe they're just calling back to that as well. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Um, but yeah, it, like I said, very kind of a regressive game, but it looks nice and great soundtrack. Um, and then there's New Adventure Island, which, Ray, I think that's your favorite, right? Uh, I would say so, yeah. Or right up there. And I just I just played that because it just came out on Wii, Virtual, yes. Wii U Virtual Console and got a refresher on it. And yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really well done. It's bit one, yeah. It's, um, it is very much like in the, the classic Adventure Island vein, not a lot of complexity to it, but it's just really well done. It, it has yeah. great tight controls. Uh, it looks nice. It sounds good. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, the sprites are bigger, but in a more sensible proportion. Yes. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, kind of like a it doesn't more rounder, compromising. Yeah. yeah, not taller necessarily. So, yeah, it works out a bit better. Uh, you were you were writing also that it's like new Super Mario Brothers in a way. It's just yeah. taking the elements that we all kind of remembered from the first game and sort of like upgrading it mm-hmm. for, for, for mm-hmm. a new sense. And, not uh, not yeah. into polygons, but just no, into yes. a nicer looking version. Mm-hmm. More candy-like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's good. I mean... Hudson kind of did that also with their uh, half-enhanced port of Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu. Like oh, this and right. New Adventure yeah. Island came, came out at the same time, so mm. it's like, yeah, enhanced version. We should kind of speed up through the rest of these. Yeah, we yeah. we're almost done. Okay. Uh, and then finally, really the, the last game in the series uh, for all intents and purposes. One that counts, yeah. Yeah, it was Super <laughs> Adventure Island 2, which is where Adventure Island finally uh, kind of said, let's do the Wonder Boy thing. Yeah. And turned into a, like a full action RPG. <laughs> Finally, they and met together in heaven. It's <laughs> At the very end, here yeah. at the end of all things, yeah. we meet again. And doesn't it slightly resemble Joe and Mac 2? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. that's what I, I always confuse these two games even though they're they're, they're different. Yeah, they're yeah different I mean, enough. this game is like, if I wanted to compare it to another game in terms of like structure and design, I'd probably compare it to Demon's Crest. Yeah, that makes it sense. It has that same like kind of non-linear style combined by an overworld map where you're gaining different powers and abilities that help you get through different areas. Um, it really feels heavily influenced by the Gargoyles Quest series, which mm, is yeah. – I, I can't I can't bring it back. Oh, you know, th- actually, no, Ghost and Goblins. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh-huh. there we go. There we go. Yeah. That's right. Of okay. course you can bring it back. It's all of course. connected. It's all connected. The grand yeah. theory continues, the great conspiracy. I was never into this one, though. I mean, it, for one thing, it looks drab. Like, they kind of did the bad thing that you that a lot of Super Nintendo games did. Is that, okay, Here's this system has 32,000 colors. We're going to make things look more earthy. But no, don't do that. <laughs> Not with Adventure Island. It was it was just getting us ready for the HD generation. I guess so, but God, it just doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't really pop like the other games used to. Yeah. And like Master Higgins almost has like a Noid face. <laughs> <laughs> he does get uh, like significantly uglier with the SNES games. Like that's – I mean it's it's a detailed sprite in Super Adventure Island, but it's a hard one to look at for long. Yeah. Like I, I'm really this guy for the next few hours. Right. All right. Well, the, the nice thing about this one is that his sprite changes constantly. Oh, kind you're of right. Like, yeah. Kind of like some of the Wonder Boy games. Like uh-huh. every piece of equipment you get, it changes his his sprite to yeah. become – To reflect cool. what, he's, what he's, he's equipped with, which you didn't really see in a lot of games back then. So especially Super NES because it required more – assets more time. So there is that nice element. 
Um, I don't know. I I like this one, even if it isn't quite as nice looking. I know. Like, yeah, a lot of people it's, like it's it. It's very much my my kind of game. So yeah. it's it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. And feels, you know, really like a, a proper sequel to Bokenjima 4. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like, yeah, you know, they, you they kind yeah. of get, you know, just did the, the proper like, what if we took this game and made it a 16-bit version? Yeah. So I'm a big fan. But this game is really expensive now, isn't it? What Super NES game isn't? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Balls. A lot of a lot of the Hudson Super NES games are like that. Also, like Hagane is like the most expensive Super NES game. Yikes! <laughs> U.S. release is really rare. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, people people do enjoy it. So maybe that helps build the value a bit. And that was that was pretty much the end of. Um, I guess at this point, both Wonder Boy and Adventure Island, they both just kind of. Yeah, stopped evolving and changing, and we saw a lot of remakes and rehashes. And uh, I guess the most recent Adventure Island game was Adventure Island: The Beginning, mm-hmm. on which, WiiWare. Yeah, and it sure does look like a WiiWare game. Well, uh, we we skipped over also the GameCube remake, GameCube and PS2 remake oh, right. of the yeah. first game, which kind of made the almost more realistic graphics in a way, but still kind of cartoony. Adventure Island: The Beginning is kind of like a half-assed version of that remake. Oh. Right, that's right. So yeah, because um, Hudson did those three. It was like three games. There yeah. was Cubic Load Runner, there was the Bonk game, mm-hmm. and then there was just an Adventure Island remake, and that yeah. was probably the least ambitious of the three. But it was good. It was good, it, as it, opposed it, to Cubic Load Runner, which was just like as a straight. What the hell is even happening mm-hmm. here? Yes. But as a straight remake, it worked out. I think yeah. Bonk was probably the best looking of them because it had that kind of like. Uh, you know, Yoshi story, papercraft yeah. look to it. It tried. I liked that. So it's a WiiWare game, so you can never buy it again, correct? You, uh, it's shop's still, still open. St- yeah, okay, I, still I thought for some reason the WiiWare games were delisted. Okay. No, I mean, some games no, get no. delisted, right. but the, the okay. shop is still open. Oh, yeah. oh, here we go. No, I'm just saying, uh-huh. a lot of people get confused about this. Yes. What Nintendo shut down was the Wi-Fi connection internet multiplayer service. Mm, they it. didn't shut down any of the shops yet. So you can you can buy it, you can go to the shops, so you can't play online games on the Wii yes. anymore. Got yes. it, cool. Yeah, so I recommend people go get their copies of Dracula X or whatever yeah. while you still can uh, yeah. because that won't be up forever. Most if not all of these games, uh, I mean, sorry, most if not all of the Wonder Boy games are on uh, Virtual Console yeah, on the yeah, Wii yeah. at Pretty least. Pretty much all of them, yeah. Uh, not so much with the Adventure Even Island Even the Dynastic games. Hero. Yeah, yes, that too. Yes. You can buy two versions of the same the game. The all-important oh, Dynastic yeah. Hero. Confuse oh, yourself yeah. even more. <laughs> you can Have buy, your own Retronauts episode. You can buy Dragon's Curse and the Dragon's <laughs> Trap. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 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 So do we do we see a future for either of these series besides remakes? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Unless well. they're pachinko machines, because uh, Konami owns it all. Well, that's Adventure Island. But well, what yes. about Wonder Boy? Uh, Adventure Island. Uh, well, Wonder Boy, obvious. They're remaking Dragon's Trap. That's something. Yeah, they are. But it's I mean, like I said, new. remakes. Mm. But yeah, the do creator. Do people ever see something new happen with them? <sighs> I don't know what the creator's been doing since the mid-90s, but he seems like he's still interested in making games. I don't know if that ever, would ever be a possibility. I, I don't know what he's doing now outside of, like, sitting on the rights to things. But He missed his chance of the Kickstarter bubble. I guess so, yeah. Now we're all disappointed. Speaking of things that look like WiiWare games. <laughs> <laughs> mm, what could you be talking about? Uh, you figure it out, kids. Uh, yeah, I think I – I don't know. I think – Wonder Boy Wonder – Boy, the fact that they're remaking Dragon's Trap is kind of a fluke in, in my opinion because, like – I thought Monster Boy was going to be good enough and kind of be it for a mm. while. But then it's like, oh, now, now there's also this. And, and it has the Wonder Boy name. It's like, well, okay. But, like, after that, yeah, what? I don't know. All right. So, listeners, send us your dream for what you'd love to see for the future of Wonder Boy and Adventure Island. <laughs> and which the genre winner, will it be? <laughs> the, best, the writer of the best letter gets, I don't know, a prize, a cookie, something. Um, or at least the most confusing title. Yeah. 
Like, <laughs> Wonder Boy 6, Monster World 5, Adventure Island 3, First Blood Origins. Part two. Yeah. <laughs> so this has been Retronauts episode whatever. Uh, Ray, thanks for coming in and helping us to make sense of all this because we would have been lost without I'm you. I'm at least grateful I could help you figure out what the nasty hero was. Uh, thank you, yeah. <laughs> that, one, that one was giving me a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad we got that sorted out. Um, Bob, of course, thank you also for sharing your adventures of uh, mobile phone games. Uh, I'm glad that times. it was over. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode. We hope you've come away less confused rather than more. I'm not sure that I can say that for myself, but it's been a long uh, day, and there's not a lot of oxygen in this vault. <laughs> so. <clears throat> so anyway, um, of course, you can find Retronauts at the website, retronauts.com, uscamer.net, on iTunes, on social media, and um, probably on Dennis Dyack's dartboard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see what else. Um, Oh, right. We're on Patreon where you can support the production of this show. We'll send you cool stuff twice a year. Go to some live events that if you are in the area can can join up and see. And um, what else? Oh, yeah. We rent this vault with no oxygen. Mm -hmm. So it's great. Please send us your air. Yes. <laughs> in the in the very space balls like manner. Perry, some mountain air. Send us some Perry air. The great the greatest pun ever. Thank We're you, Mel drinking Brooks. Fiji water. Let's get some Fiji hey. air. Anyway, um you can find me on on the internet at various places, including Twitter as GameSpite and uh, writing for usgamer.net and GameBoy.world, Bob. Oh, you can find me on Twitter as uh, Bob Servo, and you can read my writing on somethingawful.com and check out my other podcast, Talking Simpsons. It's a chronological exploration of The Simpsons on lasertimepodcast.com. And Mr. Barnholt? I'm basically just on Twitter, uh, R-D-B-A-A-A. What about your content, Ray? My what? Your <laughs> content? Your, your hashtag brand. Even my content, which would be my podcast, No More Whoppers, even that's sporadic now, so mm. uh, not my fault. Still listen to it, people. But yeah, no more whoppers.tumblr.com. All right. So thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week with a smaller episode and in two weeks with a big one. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.